What up, everybody? I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up. And uh, today, this week, I'm going to hit y'all with a little throwback. Uh, it's not Thursday, but I'm hitting you with a throwback. <laughs> nah, but um, I had my gallbladder removed, what was it, last week? Uh, on like the day after Labor Day, uh, had emergency gallbladder surgery. Um, that kind of threw off my recording schedule. Not gonna lie, you know, I had to I had to sit my ass down for a little bit and rest and recover. Um, but I'm feeling better. Um, but uh, I didn't want to leave y'all with another week of nothing. So we just hit just hit you with the artistic racialized violence episode with Rebecca Peabody. Rebecca, thank you once again for coming on the show. And uh, I'm just throwing it back to one of my favorite episodes I recorded with Linda Green. This came out back in December of 2017, I believe, on healthy relationships, you know, about getting yourself right, getting ready to date. And then once you date and get married, what it's like to to keep that thing going and keep it going strong. So, um, yeah, man, hope you all enjoy this throwback. And if you are new to the podcast, I hope you enjoy this episode because this came out two years ago. So, um or maybe was it 2018? Nah, it's 39. Yeah, that's 2017. So, and I just whipped up a new intro and extended intro. Hope y'all like it, man. Cause I, I had a, I had a good time making it, you know, I had a lot of fun putting this intro together. Uh, it's a labor of love, man. So hope y'all enjoy it. And then after you hear that intro, there goes the episode and I'll holla at y'all next week. All right. Grace and peace. You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Police Bureau, we find chaos. We find a lack of supervision, a lack of standards, a lack of protocols Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me. They were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. You gotta be eye. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. You know? And so in that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one, mm-hmm. and it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory Big Bang, if you like, that created the world the first time, mm. and then creates the world every day. The sun god impregnates his own mother with his own future son. Like, I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. But entrepreneurship is an action. It's not a thought. It's not a whiteboard. (laughs) It is actually going and working on a project and putting it out to the world and getting a response. So back to the point about Jew. So if you're from the tribe of Benjamin, you're a Benjamite. Mm -hmm. If you're from the tribe of Levi, you're a Levite. If you're from the tribe of Judah, you're a Jew. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, the entire world is now from the tribe of Judah because everybody's a Jew. It's like how that happens, Mm -hmm. right? Because... I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things, but the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure unadulterated gospel? Yes. Yes. And that is what I live by because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Everybody, I want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's, it's your boy Emmanuel back. I'm not in the kitchen today. I am in the office. 
I am in the wonderful, beautiful, amazing home of the one and only Linda Green. Linda, say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, people? It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate you opening up your home today. And it's nice and warm. I got my big cup of tea over here. You know, I'm feeling good. <laughs> Even though we were both kind of fighting a little cold, we're going to make it happen. Um, so, Linda, how's your day been today? I've had a really trying day today. <laughs> I'll mm. be I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll always be honest and transparent. It's mm-hmm. it's been a long day, but I, but it's over now, and I'm here, and I've been looking forward to this. So yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you in my house, no in doubt. our house, <laughs> <laughs> the greenhouse. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you having having me here. So um, I just want to jump right into it because there's going to be a lot that we're going to cover tonight. So we're talking about relationships not just in general relationships but healthy relationships um it's it's kind of specific but it's also kind of vague as far as like how do we get there how do you create a healthy relationship um so the way what i was telling you before like the way i want to attack this is i want to start from the beginning right where like because most most people find themselves in unhealthy relationships and you can always talk about relationships anywhere in the world. It's going to be a hot topic. Right. People are going to be super interested because right. everybody's going through it. Right. Right. So, um, so relationships relate. So, I'll start here. Okay. Um, we're Americans. Yes, we, we are. grew up in America. Yes. We have a certain dating culture. I don't know what it is around the rest of the world, but we know how it is here. Mm-hmm. Um. How do you feel about the dating culture in America and how that sets up our expectations or, you know, just what we know about relationships? Because that's where we kind of form our basis is from dating, you know, before right. getting married or whatever the case might be. So. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of want to laugh because it's so different than what it used to be mm-hmm. so many years ago. Um my husband and I have been married we've been married over 30 years and I can't believe that much time has gone by but it really has mm-hmm. and so it's and of course we have a lot of young people in our life both our children and, and their friends and the dating culture in America I believe that social media has uh, has a lot to do with the shift and the change uh-huh. um, I work around a lot of young women and I have conversations with them and conversations with uh my, my children's friends of the 20 somethings the late 20 somethings and the early 30s yeah. and having those conversations and realizing that it's far more common probably than what i know i believed um as far as like dating apps dating apps seem to be a, a, a direction in a way that folks are going mm-hmm. more so than what i even realized um and it is still that people still go out and they party and, and have a good time, but but there's something about the Tinder and the Bumble and the Plenty of Fish and the, you oh, know what I mean? So I'm like I've learning. I've heard of Tinder. I've never heard of Bumble. <laughs> I've been married for, I've been out the game for six years. So, well, really <laughs> 10 years to be exact, because I was already with my wife before we got married. Uh-huh. So yeah, I have, I've just heard of Tinder. Bumble? You said Bumble? Bumble, B-U-M-B-L-E. Okay. Yeah. So Bumble apparently is, a, it's a dating site okay. where apparently the women take the, make the, take the initiative, I should say, or make the initiative oh, to connect man. with the guy or to reach out in that way. Um, and then Plenty of Fish is, is a dating site for singles over 40. Oh. Yeah. So I'm like, so I did a little bit of research because <laughs> mm. I was curious about this, talking to people and, and doing a little bit of research and discovering these things. There's another one called Coffee Meets Bagel. I've heard of that. Yeah. They were yeah. on Shark Tank. I remember that. Oh, they did a really? Pitch. I don't know if somebody picked them up, but uh, I, I remember them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a direction that is, is, once again, it's new to me. It certainly isn't something that we, my goodness, I think just 10 to 15 years ago, this yeah. wasn't the way people were dating. People but were still dating, like, meeting friends, the friends of friends. Yeah. But when, when I think of like unhealthy relationships now, you know, the divorce rate is... I want to say higher now than what it was maybe back in the 80s or 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe, it, I don't know. The, the, I read know. 40 to 50% yeah. of marriages will end in divorce. Right. That's scary. But I feel like that That's that statistic scary. has been like that for at least the past 10 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because when I was going through premarital counseling with Pastor Martin, I think he was saying that. Mm-hmm. 40 to 50%. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was in the 90s, you know, but... It just, it just seems like even pre... I mean... This this digital era has made right. things a lot lot tougher. Oh, absolutely. To I think meet so. People. Mm-hmm. But 
going, but even just getting past how we meet, the relationships that we're having, what am I trying to get at? Do you think the way that we date, like, you just date, like, it's, so dating starts in, like, what, second, third grade? As long as, as young as. crushes, maybe. crushes. So what, what I think of is boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and we kind of practice divorce. Yeah, because we all, practice all breaking throughout. up. We practice breaking <laughs> time up. We're twelve. <laughs> yeah, from when, however we first yeah. started having it's like we we do this. We like somebody, whatever. You go out, something happens, you break up. Yeah. And like we have these, even as kids, you think that you're having these real relationships, but it's not. It's just puppy love, you know. It's right. just infatuation. Right. But like you still experience heartache you still have these lofty ideas at a young age yes and it's like you're exposed you're exposing yourself to emotions that you really shouldn't be having emotional attachments at a young age you shouldn't even be having exactly and so by the time you become an adult it's hard to to get out of that cycle because that's what you're used to. Exactly. I don't know. That's yeah. that's my take on it. Well, you know what? I can't help but agree with that. I remember reading someplace that um, our brains d- um, don't develop fully to be able to handle matters of the heart or emotional connections with other folks really until we're like 23 years old. Wow. So we're like 23, 24 years old is <laughs> wow. before our brains are even able to really like wrap, wrap themselves around. I can be in this relationship. But- that makes sense because you know you have those relationships in high school. Some people have you know married their high school sweetheart, right? But as you get older, you notice like your relationship becomes oh this is serious. Like in right. high school, it would take me right. a year or two to really know if I right. really like this person or if right. this is really. But then when you're older, it's like oh this is it. Yep, twenty four, twenty five. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, she's it. Yeah, I already yeah, know. Kind of know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully you don't have too much baggage before you get there. Ideally, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Ideally, that's true. In a perfect world, because that baggage is something else. Exactly. Um, a lot of people nowadays they suffer from trust issues. Yeah, yeah. When you hear trust issues, just that word, like it, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a trendy thing. Like, oh, I got trust issues. I think right. there was or a commitment singer, issues, commitment trust issues, trust all issues. those things. Right. Yeah. Um, what is that when you hear that term what does that mean to you what like what type of you know activities the, come up in your mind for me when i think of when someone says they just have like major trust issues then clearly that's someone who's been trusting the wrong people mm. over and over and over again almost mm-hmm. like a, a vicious cycle mm-hmm. and so therefore you could see someone with trust issues are going to struggle with um making any even uh to be to make a commitment is going to be difficult and really just to trust just and, and if you can't trust it's really hard to move forward in a relationship uh, we could argue, the argument could be, can you even have a relationship with someone if you don't trust them? Right. Yeah. It makes it, it's really difficult to go forward. That's uh, a circular argument all oh, the time. Oh, big time. Big time. Well, you got to earn my trust. Yeah. So but, do you, so do you trust up front? No. Or do you, <laughs> because some people, they trust up front. Right. They're like, I'm going to give you the benefit of all the doubts. Right. Up front until you break right. that. Yeah. Then I'm just just gonna give it to you. Some people mm-hmm. are like that; they give it all up mm-hmm. front. Other people, I'm gonna wait. Just wait. And you gotta see. earn it. So what's the, what do you think is the best? Well, you know, I, I know I initially said, oh no, 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 but but I when it comes to trust, what I have have seen just in once again in the work that I do and the women that I've worked with over the years, there seems to be um, when someone enters into a relationship, especially when the relationship is when it's moving too fast. Mm. That's kind of one of the first warning signs that chances are it's not going to be healthy. There seems to be a lack of a willingness to take time to get to know someone. It takes time to build trust. It takes time to build a solid uh, relationship. We're not going to just, I'm not going to meet you on Monday and then all of a sudden the following Monday, okay, we're boyfriend, girlfriend now and boy, I trust you and you trust me and we're going like gangbusters. Mm. Um, But what we see is folks are moving really fast. That's happening really quick. And I personally believe that's why there's so many broken hearts and maybe so many people having the trust issues that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it kind of speaks to what we were already mentioning, you know, mm-hmm. people getting in and out of relationships and just going yeah. in too fast. Right, right. And there's like, we're so lonely in Absolutely. America, but we Absolutely. don't, it's like we don't give ourselves the ability to just accept yeah. being single 
being right. alone. Right. Everything on right. TV, everything in the movies, like so media is geared towards it, music right. is geared towards it, holidays are geared towards it. Right. It's just like we can't be alone. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. even our family, when you go to Thanksgiving, oh baby, what, you, you ain't got no boyfriend yet. Exactly. You ain't, got, you ain't married yet. What's exactly. wrong with you? you exactly. Know? <laughs> There's that pressure. That pressure. That pressure. You've mm-hmm. got to be with someone. Um, when and the reality is, we're better when we are taking that time to be by ourselves. That's real. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the first relationship you have ought to be the one you have with yourself. That's true. Okay, so if we're not taking the time to really get to know who we are, um, it increases the likelihood that the relationship we enter may not be healthy, may not be safe. Yeah. Because we really, really don't know. And it gets to be, it's like kind of like anything goes, right? Mm -hmm. But when we take the time to get to know ourselves, we're getting to know what we like, what we don't like. We're getting to know what's acceptable for us and what's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take that time to really get to know ourselves and really to determine ahead of time, what are my boundaries? What are my physical boundaries? What are my relational boundaries? What are my emotional boundaries? What what am I going to be okay with and what am I not okay with? And what whatever this is that I decide or determine that I'm not okay with, then there also has to be a willingness to have a consequence to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if you step on my foot one time and I say, hey, you know, you stepped on my foot and you just shrug it off like it's no big deal but if you keep stepping on my foot at some point then i need to say i can't be in relationship with you because every time i'm close to you you're stepping on my foot and we have to mean that Mm -hmm. um and so often i think that young women in particular can fall in that category where they're really quick to be probably super forgiving of some offenses that maybe they ought not be so forgiving of so quickly yeah yeah there were so many things running through my head as we were talking <laughs> about that. Um, <laughs> do you think, so you said, what was it, 23, 24 is where you can really start making right, emotional right. connections? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you think there's like a perfect age to get married? I've heard advice from men yeah. that say a man shouldn't get married until he's over, like 30 or over. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Do you, what do you say to that? It's, you know, it's so funny. I don't even know if there's a perfect age. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain that it's, it, ideally it ought to be over 24. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that much I think I'm pretty sure of. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's so much to learn about ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe that we do ourselves a disservice if we don't take the time to get to know ourselves. Yeah. Um, I, I know that I'm of a, of a generation and a time where when we said we were going to be married, we wanted it to be one and only. We wanted it to be this is the final. We don't want to entertain thoughts of, well, if it doesn't work, I'll just get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, of course, that depends on y- your own uh, family of origin, your upbringing, what you were accustomed to seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between, I'd say between 24 and 30. Yeah. Yeah. That's between real. 24 and 30 okay that's that's and that's okay that's gonna window mm-hmm. and then ideally during that time you know you've done your work you've yeah. really gotten to know yourself you have a strong sense of who you are yeah. your worth your value your strength your beauty your integrity you know what's acceptable what's not acceptable um, and until that's really strong and intact I mean I was mentioning before we came on the air about um, hearing an interview years ago that Oprah Winfrey did with Marie Osmond and she said we should you, we marry at the level of our self-worth mm. so she said be sure that you have a strong sense of self and self-worth mm. before you get married and I thought that was so profound and I tell you that was like back in the 90s mm. when I heard that interview and it stuck with me all this time it's very it's proven to be very true yeah no that's that's real um yeah now that when you say the 24 to 30 though yeah i, I think i definitely co-sign that because at first when a guy told me it was like 30 i was like yeah 30 because when you're as a man i know me as a man like when i came into my 30s yeah you really do know exactly who you are you know exactly what you want yeah. um i really kind of knew that at 27 that's when i really mm-hmm. realized like all right Certain relationships are getting pushed to the side. Right, I'm right. not dealing with a lot of stuff that I used to just put up with. Right. I'm not struggling with stuff where I thought, oh, was it? Well, it's not me. It's them. Right. And I don't have to change them. Like, they can do them. Right. It's not my responsibility right. to have them whatever be to whatever towards me. So, mm-hmm. um, but also, 
I had the luxury of uh, when I was in college, I was working at a coffee shop uh-huh. called Java Cup in, in Houston, Texas. So we had it was like Thursday nights. Uh-huh. It was called Urban Confessions. Oh my! So Urban Confessions was a night where a bunch of mid twenties, thirties, early forties would get together, young uh-huh. young black professionals, uh-huh. any coffee shop. They rent out the whole place at night, and I'm just right. sitting there serving drinks, listening, and they're having their conversations about relationships. And oh, everyone, nice. it's nice, but it was like as a 21 year old, right? 20, 21 year old. I was like, man, these people are bitter. Oh, yeah. Everyone has wow. so many sob stories, or just they had so much baggage, and all these beautiful, successful women and these men, they were so jaded towards each other. Wow. All men are this, all men are that. That's why when I get in my relationship now, I just I just put it out like this because, but I was just like, oh my, like. Yeah. So I realized after a couple months of sitting through those sessions, I seen the future. Yeah. So I realized, you know what? I have to get married by the time I'm like 27, 28. Hmm. And I mean, not to say that I, I couldn't. Right. But, no, I but, hear you. But my my goal in life was like, I I got to get married by no later than 27. Mm-hmm. Because after 30 it's going to be slim pickings it's going to be a lot of baggage oh yeah i'm going to have to i'm going to have to overcome someone else's bad personality traits right. to prove myself so i'm going to prove myself and just prove that i'm not this guy and that guy and that guy and deal with their kids not to say there's nothing wrong you know right right blend right. the families is but that's a real issue and those people that were struggling they were having a hard time and it was tough to listen to but the beautiful thing, um, you said something. I'm gonna I, I'm, now. Now my mind is doing what you said, <laughs> what you were doing. But um, you said something in that word um, responsibility, right? Mm. And it's so important that we know what we are responsible for. Oh yeah, it's huge. We mm-hmm. have to know where um, it's like. This is where my lane is, and this is where where are my. I even heard people say that like this is my yard. So this is what I'm responsible for right here, my little yard right here, and you're and I'm not responsible for your yard. Right. You know, and oftentimes when folks get in relationships, either the one person that's kind of like the one that has a lot of the baggage and all the hurts and all the pains, mm-hmm. and there's the other person that's like a superwoman, superman, and they want to come and fix and make it all better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so immediately you've lost that person who's doing that, has, has lost vision of what their responsibility is. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that, so it's it's just, I don't know, I'm hearing you say that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. But there's also certainly that, that situation where they're so bitter and they're hurt so bad. You got two people bitter, two people hurt, trying to come together and have have a relationship, and they're both dragging all this luggage mm-hmm. behind them mm-hmm. from what Annie and Franny and Susie did, mm-hmm. or what John and James and Joe and Jim did. Mm-hmm. And how can you pull all that together? Yeah, it's almost impossible. It's quite a task. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. I I told myself, you like, man. I just know my temperament. I just, right. I, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't have time. Like, I'm sorry, Shaquilla. We just cannot make it happen. It's just no, not going to happen. It's just too much. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't overcome his hurdle. Like, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. But there's a lot to be said for, um, you know, for doing our own personal work. Like, if we find ourselves in a relationship and it's bad, it's so bad, it's it's been months, it's been years, whatever, yeah. and we finally get out of it, um, oftentimes folks will move from one relationship into another one oh, yeah. before they've taken the time to do the work on themselves to, to look at what did I what did I learn from that last relationship? Not only what did I learn about all those things that person did, mm-hmm. but what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about myself? And if we can't, Really step back and just take that look at, and, and do I call it like the self check? Mm-hmm. You know, what was my part in this relationship? There has to be mm. a willingness to look at mm. ourselves. What was my in it. part? What in was it? my part in it? What part did I play in this? It doesn't seem like there's a lot of that going on nowadays. Well, no, because it's much easier to point the finger and say, "Look what you did. You did this. You did that, and he did that." And you know, yeah. I hate to point to social media, but there's a lot of that that goes on. It's just like. You know, all these dudes, they this, that, and the other. Oh, and yeah. I wish they would just blah, 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 blah. And, and the dudes is like, man, these females out here, they just, they ain't good for nothing, blah, blah, And it's just everybody's saying what the other side exactly. isn't doing. Exactly. 
and no one, I mean, obviously on social media, you always put your best self out of there course. and whatever. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's conducive to that. Mm-hmm. But maybe people are really living their lives. Like, we're mm-hmm. living our lives like that. Like, I'm great. I look good. Right. I'm, I'm borderline flawless. Right. There you go. And y'all need to get y'all life together. Yeah. <laughs> it's know? something wrong with everybody else, but it's not me. Right. <laughs> and you continue to find yourself in the same situation over and over again. I used to, uh, I used to, I used to look at that in in a certain type of way. Where I kind of used to think that somebody had a problem, like somebody was borderline, like a cancerous person. As far as like you yeah. getting all these relationships, yeah. and they end up the same way, is your fault. Hmm. There is. A little bit of truth to that, right? But it's I'm starting to realize that it's much deeper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's much deeper than that. It's it's highly emotional. Yes. And it's highly tied to your identity. Oh, you better believe it is. Right. You better believe it is. So yeah. If you if you're accustomed to this type of guy, oh yeah, treating you or talking to you this type of way. Mm-hmm. There's like an emotional response in your brain when when you when you get that type of stimulation when you get that treatment, it makes you feel like yourself. And then you, because I, I used to think of girls that would say, you know, um, I don't need no dude that's all nice. I just need a dude. I need you to kind of be a little rough around the edges, and I need you to talk to me. I just never. It's like why would you want somebody right. to talk to right. you disrespectfully? It's not that they want to be disrespected, right. but they feel comfortable in that environment, and it makes them feel alive. Like this is who I am, and they they're and they're that, and it's in the, it's their brain, and they just can't shut it off, and they don't know that they have to unlearn and unwind all that go. stuff. There. Not that they're a bad person, right. but they're addicted to that right. rush of being feel, of feeling that way. You know, there's a quote in a movie, okay, and I always say this, and people around me just laugh, and they say, oh, God, Linda, here she goes again. But it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's really true. It was Twilight, the movie Twilight. Oh, okay? shoot. Okay. okay, and there's oh. a scene when Bella is in the kitchen, <laughs> okay. and her dad is there, and he says, you know what? He called her Bells. You know what, Bells? Sometimes you have to learn to love what's good for you. Because he saw that she was drawn to the character Edward, yeah. and he knew something. He didn't know Edward was a vampire, but he knew something wasn't right with Edward. Yeah. And... And I love that line, and I use it in the groups that I facilitate. You know, mm-hmm. pretty often it comes up mm-hmm. because that word "learn," learn to love what is good for you. Okay, That's but right. it, but it also means that we must first know what is good for us. Mm-hmm. And how do you know what is good for us, the individual, if you don't take the time to know who you are as an individual? Because mm-hmm. what's good for Susie may not be good for Annie. Just in that, you see what I'm saying? But also, what I'm saying is. Who you are as an individual in a, is tied to that negativity. Oh yeah. And so so going your, your, back, your where identity did that come from is your identity is right there. Yeah. And so people don't like they don't know who they are outside yeah. of that. And they don't know how to cope with that. And it's and a it natural is, reaction to go back to what you're used but to. But what's so painful, though, it is so painful to see this, and I, and I see this often, um, of course, because of the work that I do, mm-hmm. is to see someone in such agony. Right mm-hmm. to have moved away from this other person who's been so cruel mm-hmm. and the worst situation ever, but to have that internal fight. But 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 I love him. Okay, I love. Well, why do you love him so much? Well, because he said all these right things, and when it was good, it was really good. But sitting down and having that person. Okay, so I I'll, I've said this to folks: get a piece of paper and write down all the wonderful things, mm-hmm. and now on the the other piece of paper, write down all the really horrible things. Mm-hmm. Are is it really worth it? Mm-hmm. And that's like just the beginning of helping folks to be able to recognize that, you know, this is not good for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then it takes a whole nother level of strength and. <laughs> depth to take the time and do the work on yourself and to go to support groups or go to counseling because that's a wire you're, you're saying that in the brain you're right it's like they're wired mm-hmm. how can we we're wired to what is so unhealthy and so not good mm-hmm. um it's a lot of work to be done mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking and it's not and it and that change doesn't happen overnight um i also use the language of um like vulnerable um what is it about I'll just say, what was it about me that caused me to be so vulnerable, you know? Or what, what was it about this person that made them vulnerable to, mm-hmm. to getting into relationships with people that would continue to cheat on them, mm-hmm. right? People mm-hmm. that continue to steal from them. 
people that will continue to uh, just misuse them and disrespect them. Mm-hmm. And that goes on and on and on. So what was it about that person? What made you so vulnerable to someone that would do that? What is it about your, the way you see yourself mm-hmm. that you allow? It's them? all about I, my conclusion. And yeah. I'm not a doctor, but like, it's all about that person. That self. It's yourself. yourself. How you see yourself. Absolutely. And what yeah. type of things you react to. Right. Which make you feel like, mm, this is me. Exactly. Oh, that's me right there. Yeah. Although that yeah. that level of vibration, that level of emotion, right? That level of whatever conscious, like, yeah. oh, that's that's what that's me. I, I connect with that. Yeah. And, and you know what's heartbreaking is how did we get there? See, something happened, you know, and, and along the way, how mm-hmm. did we? How in the world did that happen? It's unfortunately what I've come to discover is it's very easy. Hmm. And because talk more about that, <laughs> it's very it's so easy because yeah. of in America, even yeah. in social media, that this era is is making it worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there is um, y'all can't see my hands right now, but I have my one hand up high and one hand about ten inches below it. So the the high hand is who we yeah. think we are. Yeah. And who we think we project to the yeah. world, yeah. the low hand is who we really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we focus on this a lot, yeah. who we project ourselves to be, who we think everybody perceives us to be. Uh-huh. But this is who we really are, the bottom person. And yeah. we neglect this all the time because mm-hmm. we feel like if this is intact, this doesn't really need to be. But we we feel this person at night yeah. when nobody's looking, That's when around. nobody's around. We feel the the lower person are who are who we really are, right? And and when this person starts to nag at us, what we tend to do is get up to here, yeah, by doing certain activities to to take our minds away mm. to escape from how we really feel. So we have right. a lot of things that we don't deal with as people, and um, we feel it with whatever activity, whether it's right. sex, mm-hmm. drugs, mm-hmm. gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name it, anything that can take your mind away right. from just be, being focused on who you are and improving yourself, we tend to be distracted by that type of stuff. Video games, social Whatever. media, yeah. anything that will give us a, yeah. a quick, positive boost. Mm-hmm. And so because we su- suffocate and suppress dealing with yeah. who we really are, uh-huh. we fill ourselves with all that negative and then we just continue to get hooked on, oh man, this this feels good. This feels good. This feels good. Yeah. I need more likes on Facebook. I need more likes on Instagram. I need more uh, sex. I need more alcohol. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. deal with this. Who I really am. Yeah. And so because so that that's all I wanted, wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. What what do you see as like what can we do personally, individually to prepare ourselves to even be in a healthy relationship? You know what. <sighs> We kind of talked about it a little bit when yeah. I, I started out and I said like the self-check. Yeah. It's taking that time to get to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Get to know who you are. Um, how do you, how, are you a jealous person? You know, mm-hmm. um, how do you handle it when someone uh, disagrees with you? You know, how do you handle uh, like uh, uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. right? Are you the one that's going to get really angry and power up? And bully and intimidate so that way you have to win um, are you going to are you the person that can be calm and, and, and rational are you gonna punch walls you know mm. which which person <laughs> who who are you get to know who you really are I talked about likes I talked about dislikes um, and I always say this ask the cl- people closest to you ask your 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 closest friend ask family members tell me about tell me about myself tell me about me what do you see about me? What have you experienced? Am I a consistent person? Am I reliable? Am I um, am I am I trustworthy? Am I if I say I'm going to be someplace, will I be there? Am I you know? Tell me about how well do I handle conflict? What has been your experience with me? Because like you said, we are kind of blinded by that. I love you know the idea with one hands up, one hands down. There's mm-hmm. ten inches between, and the hand that's up is the is how you, we want to see ourselves, mm-hmm. right? How most mm-hmm. people will see themselves. But it's really down here. Now your our best friends, our besties, they gonna tell us. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, okay, girl, you know you got to do some work because oh, so we really want to know and are really serious about that. Get with that person close to you and ask 
tell me what do you see about me? How am I? Am I this jealous person? Um, how well do I have handle confrontation and anger? Mm. You know, um, how well do I do when things are not going great in my life? When am I one of these people where the only time I can be have any sense of joy is when things are perfect? And when things are not perfect, am I ready to kick the dog? You know, <laughs> how balanced am I? Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, that's and also too another thing. Is, is be wary of moving quickly into relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, are, am I that person who the minute I meet someone, I want to hurry up and get in a relationship with them. Can't wait. We got to hurry and get serious. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are all uh, character character traits or personality that we can look at and say, am I am I even healthy myself? So we're, we want to have a healthy relationship. But I think it's important to ask ourselves, how healthy am I? Right. So our, the foundation is that I feel, always feel like the foundation is the individual. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like it begins. It's that individual. It's not about let me run out and find the best possible man mm-hmm. or let me run out and find the best possible woman. Mm-hmm. We need to be the best woman and we need to be the best man mm-hmm. because when you are the best woman and you are the best man and you've done your work, then you are going to um, attract and draw. You're going to draw that quality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So truth be told, and I think you'll agree with this too, Emmanuel, is whatever we put out there mm-hmm. is what we get. That's real. And uh, even even when I was like in high school mm-hmm. and more, I would say more like college and uh, uh, post-college, I would always say wifey chicks get wifed up. <laughs> wait, so wait, <laughs> wait, no. That was that, no. That you was gotta my, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> that was my that was my philosophy about like girls that because dudes guys know who is wifey and who is not. Who is definitely not. She's the thought. She's okay. the one that you you know what I mean. Okay. Pick okay. up, lay down. I mean, just to be honest, okay. you know, we, we yeah, had our ways the, back back in the that day. Call, yeah. So we knew. And so it's, it's and it would be so guys always know, and it it would be funny to us like when certain girls be on social media or just talking in general like I don't understand why these dudes treat me this way and I don't understand why this that and other but yeah. like certain other girls not to say nobody had that problem but like right. we knew who a wifey chick type was right. and who wasn't that type right so the wifeys they got wifed up. And I love. I like that. And so, they got and so, wiped up. And so, they, so <laughs> they they didn't last until they either got right. wiped up or on or knocked up. Honestly, wow. <laughs> but okay. being knocked up will be leading to hopefully getting married. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. That like, would be nice. That, that <laughs> would be nice. <laughs> that would be good uh, for a solid family. But there you go. That, that was so that kind of. It lends itself to what you're saying, like what you put out there, you're going to get back. Right, right. You know, I remember this has been years ago and our oldest son, we were out shopping and um, we're at Burlington Coat Factory. This is so crazy. Well, this this stands out for me. And I think he must have been like a junior or senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And we're walking through Burlington and there was this young lady who had on like, oh my goodness, we probably call them booty shorts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, revealing everything on the top and everything on the bottom. And mm-hmm. she was clearly making these eyes at my at my son, trying to get his attention. And, and you seen it? And I, I saw it. I saw all of this. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is interesting. <laughs> and so, and I watched my son completely ignore her. And then as she finally walked away, he said to me, he says, Mom, I don't like those kind of girls. Mm. He knows. Because he knew. So mm-hmm. I think about that. That's not the wiped up one. <laughs> no, that no. is not the one. No, we know. You know, exactly. We know. Exactly. It's exactly. so funny going out now. Like, I don't go out as much, but like when mm-hmm. I do go out, now yeah. that I'm married, especially if I go out with my wife, it's, it's so apparent. Or go out with other married right. couples. Right. It's so apparent who's single and who's not. Yeah. Like, it's... At least the places I go. Maybe I, other places, married women dress a certain, I don't know. Maybe in Miami, it's just whatever. But out here (laughs) on the West Coast, you can tell who's married and who's single. And it's like, and it's it's kind of a thing that with this new liberal, like Mm. more feminine movement, you really Mm -hmm. can't say anything like that without people getting offended. Like, oh, you can't shame me or slut shame or whatever. You can't tell me what to wear. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you what to wear. Right. But like, do like I said, dudes know who's wifey, who's not, mm-hmm. and the way you dress. Not to say that you should get raped or you should be right, whatever, right. No. but yeah. like people are going to come at you a certain way, a certain type mm-hmm. of way, because they perceive you to be oh, she got right. she's showing this, that, and the other. 
Right. She's trying to catch something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, and that is and it's, my and, wife and ain't going out there dressing like that. Like she ain't trying to catch nothing. Like she. Right. Yeah. Right. And the thing about that too, and you're absolutely right. In this liberal time and the feminist movement that we live in, and folks, they want to. If I want to wear something way down to here and up high to here and all that, then mm-hmm. I should be able to do it, and you shouldn't mess with me. Right. Okay. Yeah. You. You're free to do it. We're all free. You're free to dress how you want to dress. But the other piece of it too is you're going to attract a certain kind of person. Yeah. So it's it goes right back to asking yourself who who am I? You know who am I and what do I want? Mm-hmm. You know if I want to be wifed up, then mm-hmm. maybe I want to carry myself in such a way as someone who I look like I might want to be somebody's wife. Exactly. So I think we've laid yeah. the groundwork. <laughs> Thirty five minutes minutes into it, I think we've laid a foundation to having. We got, we got through the trust issues. <laughs> We're dealing with ourselves. We're taking a self-examination. Mm-hmm. We're having our friends tell us about ourselves. Yeah. We're we're getting rid of this perception of who we think yeah. we are, getting down to who we really right. are and dealing with that. So now that we're in a relationship, right. somebody that we really love, yeah. that we can either see ourselves being with, or let's yeah. say we're newly married, what are some things that we need to do wow. to cultivate that healthy relationship or a healthy relationship you know communication mm-hmm. i mean there's 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 a, there's a lot of them because i'm popping all over the place but but the first one is really to be able to be open and honest and transparent mm-hmm. uh, communication is so huge to keep talking and uh, another thing too is be always be mindful um if there's ever a topic that as a couple you can't talk about you know what I mean because mm. usually that's where the the danger is you know take that time and, and go deep into that hard conversation mm-hmm. and with couples it, it could be anything it could be intimacy it could be sex it could be money it could be you name it but those are just a few that can be difficult to talk about um, but communication and also laugh have fun together you know never stop going on a date have your date night once a week or once every week as often as you can mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be anything expensive um, come up with fun and creative ways to go out and have a good time. Picnics, you know, bowling is always fairly cheap, right? Mm. Depending on where you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but keep your your romance, uh, keep it alive. Mm-hmm. Keep it alive with dating. Keep it alive with laughter. Um, you can stay home and have dinner and a movie. Put a table in front of the TV and just light some candles and put on a movie and stay home and just enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think that. Never, never forget why you fell in love to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be all corny, but I think about Tyler Perry's movie, Why Did I Get Married? Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, we, my husband and I have married over 30 years, and every once in a while we'll ask ourselves that question. Mm-hmm. Why did you marry me? Why, what do you love about me? What is Ooh. it about me that you love? Ooh. Yeah, we do, we do that. I mean, we do that randomly, and it's just, and it's and we love doing it. I mm-hmm. mean, is is you know, we've even um, taken our time if we go to the beach or we go to Skamania or we go wherever we go. We make it a point to have a list of either questions or ideas or goals or whatever, mm-hmm. something that we want, something, always plan where you want to, what do you want to do as a couple? Where do we mm-hmm. see ourselves five years from now? Mm-hmm. All those conversations, just keep your marriage fresh and fun and alive. Mm. Oh, yeah. When you were saying that, it made me uh, think about, uh, like, you know, rem- remember why you're together. Yeah, remember why. One of my favorite movies of all time, have you ever seen the movie, it was... Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. No, now I need to write it down to see it. No. You've never seen it? I've never seen it. I can't believe it. I, th- I thought for sure you were going to say something I'd seen. That movie. Oh my gosh. Just visually, the 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 director is like, I think it's like Michelle Gondry or something like that. It was just amazing the way that it was shot, uh-huh. the type of effects, the way that they told the story. But. It, it, I can tell you everything about the movie. You can watch it and it's still going to blow your mind. Um, But that movie has literally, I won't say literally, but for the most part, it's Mm -hmm. helped me a lot as far as staying together. Yeah. Um, Not to say that I was just ready to whatever, but you know, Mm -hmm. we always have those doubts or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it helped me process things as far Mm -hmm. as remembering why i got to this point yeah and don't so don't so easily forget it when some type of trouble comes or some type Mm -hmm. of conflict arises Mm -hmm. and you know you know what i'm done with this i can do better by myself you know it's just like 
no, remember remember why you got here. Right. And so the, basically the movie is about two people that met each other mm-hmm. and they had a great relationship and then things went south. Mm-hmm. And there was this this doctor that had this thing where he can remove all the negative memories out of your mind about that person yeah. so that you can forget about that relationship as if it never happened. So he just erases all those memories. So you take all these all these items that you that you know, all the gifts that they um, that they bought you, yeah. um, any pictures, and then he scans your brain and sees how your brain reacts to it. Yeah, and then puts you in this thing, and then he just erases memories. So you get all the bad memories erased, so that way you can just be back in relationship. Are no, still, not oh, even. Oh, no. Oh, you're done. The whole relationship oh, is over. Stop. And so, okay. so, so, <laughs> if you've seen that person in in public, you wouldn't even know who they are. Oh my. Yeah. So that so okay. that's that's in the movie. So. So, you know, the girl did that to the guy, you know, uh, and then the guy wanted to do that to the girl or was it? Yeah, yeah. she did it first and then he mm-hmm. wanted to do that to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie shows like him in those memories. Yeah. And then he once he was in the memories, he remembered why he loved her so much yeah. and he mm-hmm. wanted to stop it. Yeah. And so in the movie, it shows him actively going through those memories all those times and him trying to stop it and him trying to hide her and put her in different places yeah. and this all this other type of stuff. Okay, so now I have to see it. And then <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, you know, it, it was it's so it was just and it just had and it and it, it makes me remember like mm-hmm. all the time when we were dating, like before we had right. my, my my son, you know, just yeah. like all those times, like how pure and how great and just how amazing that feeling mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And just like, man, do I want to get rid of that? Like, no. Like, no. We can get no. back there. You know, right. things might be rocky right now or things might be feeling like you always have these emotional highs and lows in relationships. But exactly. you really want to give that up? Gosh. Like, I really and, don't. And, and you what, really don't. What, you want to start over with somebody else? Yeah. But it's like, but but no, do I But do no. I really not want this? You, it's just we get so we get so high on our emotions and it just makes us think so crazy mm-hmm. and our decision making at that time is just not good it's not good but not good. being able to remember why, why? you're in love with why that person you why you're married all the, mm-hmm. it's everything and kiss all the time mm. <laughs> that greeting with a kiss and a hug mm-hmm. keep kissing oh yeah keep touching mm-hmm. you know it, it's just it means it means so you much you gotta tell me twice oh Come on now. That's right. Keep kissing her. Keep touching her. Keep hugging her. It, it means the world. Me and then another thing I'll say too is be very careful who you allow in your marriage. In your in your um, careful of new friends. Careful. Oh, of, for sure. You know, I I, I think that um, how do I want to say this? Um, guard your marriage. Mm-hmm. Protect it. You know, yeah. make sure that she knows that 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 you are just the two of you. You're connected together, just like mm-hmm. the same way. I, like right now, you can't see me, but I got my hands clenched together, my fingers clenched together. Be tight with mm-hmm. each other, and do everything you can to maintain that. And also, be mindful of busyness. Don't get so busy with things outside of the home that you're not spending enough time with your loved one, with your wife, with your yeah. husband. You know what? We jumped to marriage so quickly. <clears throat> we didn't talk about getting there we first. We did. I know. I know. I, I gotta because you gotta remember. I love. I, yeah. I, no, I you good. I, I love I kinda, marriage. I kind of pushed it there. We're both married, so we're gonna yeah. naturally talk about marriage. But so so after we've laid the groundwork and we've dealt with ourselves personally, yeah, we're in this relationship. We're contemplating marriage. Yeah. Now you do. Do you do marriage counseling or pre-marriage? We do. We do both. We do, do premarital both. coaching mm-hmm. and we do marriage coaching. Okay. So it's not counseling; it's coaching. And it's and the 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 beautiful thing I love coaching. I think what's mm-hmm. so beautiful about coaching is is there's no um, you're not really offering up anything as far as it any instruction on how to do all you're doing is you're asking all the questions. So in mm-hmm. coaching, you're asking all the questions and you're allowing folks to come up with the answers. But they are they're, they do homework and all this wonderful stuff. But, so in your yeah. in your premarital counseling, mm-hmm. what are some things that you guys or tools that you guys use to diagnose if you actually have a healthy relationship? If this is built on true mm-hmm. love, or mm-hmm. is it built on you know people depending on each other, leaning on each other? Right. You know how how do you diagnose yeah. that? Well, there's oh my goodness, you don't realize what a loaded question you've asked. There's actually. <laughs> um, Jeez, there there is a you can uh, 
there's kind of like, there's so many things, there's so many tools you can do. And so and for what we do in our premarital coaching is there's a preliminary uh, survey, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's called pre-enrich is the one that we usually use. And it takes about anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to complete. Each person completes the survey and it goes deep. It finds out... Um, your age, it finds out birth order, Founds if it asks questions around like, or, were your parents married? Are they still married? Um, you know, have you ever been married before? It asks a ton of questions to get to the root of like, and it spits out this amazing survey, okay? Mm-hmm. And in that, it, it's not so much this sharing like compatibility, but what it really is doing is it's helping you to see what areas within the relationship might be a challenge. Like depending on the way you answered questions, it might become clear that one person is a little more passive than the other one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it might become clear um, that one person tends to um, really not handle conflict very well. Right. It becomes very clear that another person, in other words, it does the whole social piece. It does. It, it's really beautiful. It even gets down to having an idea of how you manage finances or how what are your thoughts about money. It's it's amazing. So it's kind of broad. So that's a big, that's a big question <laughs> because it takes anywhere from eight to 12 weeks to go through our entire, the coaching process. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about eight to 12 weeks, you're meeting once a week for about two hours mm-hmm. and you're taking home homework and you're bringing it back and you're really working on listening skills. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on learning how to listen uh, and not just listen, but listen with the intention of understanding, fully understanding, um, you're learning how to Instead of, you know, we get in an argument, sometimes we can just go on and on. We've said so many words until the other person who is on the receiving end of that, all they know is you're really pissed off. So now they're pissed <laughs> off too. So you got two people yelling at each other and then you're going one way, they're going the other way. Well, we actually bring folks together and provide them with tools to how to have a disagreement. Mm. You know, so it's kind of that whole it's it's communication. It's it's finances. It's it's what is your what is your view on um, like intimacy? What does that mean to you? And and it's it's broad and it's big and it takes eight to ten weeks to get through. Mm. So I don't think there's any one area. But I would say that if I had to say what are the really top four or five areas that are so important, my goodness, communication, finances, sex, and and um, and also too, if there's been a history of any infidelity. Mm-hmm. Or if someone has been married in the past, mm-hmm. sometimes those questions come up around that. Like, what were those issues or concerns around what happened before? You know what I mean? Yeah. And dealing with some of that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm answering that question. Well no, or not. Because you it's are. big. It's no, like, it it's just, yeah, it's like, it's a short question. But, oh, my God, the answer is just ginormous. Yeah. Uh, some people are even more social than other people. Right. So here you got somebody who's super, super social. Someone else is super introverted. Well, how are they going to interact? What is that going to look like? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have an opportunity over those eight to twelve weeks to address all those areas and to give people a chance to just see on a wonderful scale and graph and everything. This is where this person lined up. This is where you know, it's 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 a lot. Was there ever <clears throat> a couple that you dealt with where, well, maybe there is. I mean, if they went through the class mm-hmm. and they realized that they just weren't right for each other. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And believe it or not, we celebrate that because we would rather, oh, yes, you would rather celebrate that you save two people from pain and agony years down the road, Mm. you know, or possibly having children and then all of a sudden this doesn't work. But we have, and it's never been um, horrible. It's, it's, It's tearful. And it's not like they're saying never, but they're saying they recognize that right now they, they're just not in a good place. Mm-hmm. You know, we've coached couples where they were living together and then decide, oh my goodness, not only are we not ready to marry, but we, we can't be living together right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good thing. So as much as we celebrate the end and yes, there's going to be a wedding date and a set, but we also celebrate when, oh, this is, no, we don't celebrate in front of them, of course, but but Vince and I, my husband and I were like, okay, that was that was good because we probably spared someone a lot of heartache Mm. yeah so what's your uh what's your opinion on living together before marriage oh you know what i i can go down the road of something my my you know uh, the older people in our lives i think about my dad he used Mm -hmm. to always say why buy the cow when you can get the milk milk for for free free. kind of heard that one right Uh um i i don't think it best um i believe that when you live with someone you're you're giving all the the best of yourself you know what I mean? Ideally, you're give, if you're a woman, you're giving your body mm-hmm. to this man over and over again. 
Um, and you're doing it in such a way that screams, geez, this is what married people do, but guess what? But you're not married. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking before you came and, and thinking about this. I, I, don't, I don't think I wrote it down, but there are some statistics that speak strongly to people who live together before they get married have a higher rate of divorce if they choose to get married than those who don't. Now, what that means in all... I, I do not know. But I'm old-fashioned. Okay, See, that, I'm, so I'm the old-fashioned girl. I was, so. was going to ask you if, you if you even had a statistic about it. Because it seems like that would be the case. Yeah. But... Uh, it, was like, it was high, too. It was over 40%. Really? Oh, yeah. So Because some of the, I want to say conventional wisdom, but like what people think is like, well, you... You gotta live. You gotta know first before you get married. You can't just wait. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A lot of people think they're like, yeah. why, "Why wouldn't I live with them before? I gotta see. If, I gotta try it out. I gotta see if it's gonna work." Yeah. So you saying? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm old fashioned too. No, I feel you. <laughs> you know, I'm a Christian woman too, I and guess, I, you I, know, guess, I live out my faith. <laughs> I guess so. I'm old fashioned too, and, and not even because I, I know people that are Christians that live together. Yeah. Just absolutely. because of financial situations. Oh, absolutely. And they really were abstaining and all that, right. but they just had to do it. We've coached um, people who live together. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was, I was like that. I, um, and I, we even had a, my son was two when we got married. So it wasn't like, you know what yeah. I mean? We were abstaining, yeah. like we were trying, but it didn't work. But, um, but, but I still didn't want to live with her Yeah. until we got married. I just think it, I didn't think it was fair to yeah. her. You know what I mean? It's just like oh, I gotta, I gotta marry you. I can't play. I can't play this game. Yeah. Either we're we're in or we're out. Right. You know, I have a few friends that are that are single, and and some of my closest friends are single, and I'm kind of, I'm really big on asking that question. Um, what do you want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Do you want a boyfriend or do you want a husband? Mm. And if you want a husband, then. You go back to what you said, then you need to act like a wife or that you're that wife material. So if you're um, making yourself so incredibly available all the time, why should he ever marry you? Mm. Why? You know, so I think it's really important to decide, like ask yourself that question as a woman, what do you want? And if it's marriage, then um, you got to make some changes. Mm. I think it goes back to loneliness oh my goodness people yes. don't want to be there lonely there you go there you go and then right where we started out I know at. <laughs> right back to the beginning and I don't know how true this is it's just me like on the outside looking in uh-huh. I think that some of the good women not good I don't, I don't want to say that some of the, the women w- that are on the wifey path there you go there you go the women that are on the wifey path yeah they get jealous Seeing the non-wifeys get all the attention, hmm. Hmm. and so they're like, "Well, yeah. I'm over here by myself yeah. on a Friday night, yeah. reading a book, yeah. and I don't got no man up under me, and I'm lonely. And this girl, she ain't doing that, and she ain't got this, and mm-hmm. I got the degree, and I got this, and I got the job, right. but ain't nobody knocking down my door. But they taking pictures, they doing this, they going over here, and yeah. I'm over here by myself." And so, I see some settling going mm, on, you know, yeah. the outside looking in. Oh, I hear you. You know, I and it's just you. like, man, it, if you're a wifey, it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. It ain't me. Obviously, I'm already, right. I'm take, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I found my good thing. Right. You know, but right. like, somebody will find, like, somebody will find you. Right. I believe that. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to settle. Somebody will right. find you. Right. But, but it goes back, like you said, lonely. Yeah. 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 And that's heartbreaking to see that too, you know, to see people settle, people you know and you you care for a great deal and you realize, oh my goodness, they're settling. Mm -hmm. And what do you do with that? Like, you know me, I'm the queen of saying you just love on folks and you stay close to them and you be that soft place for them to land and you be that listening ear and you ask them all the right open ended questions and allow them to come to that um, to their to their truth. You Mm -hmm. know, and usually their truth is, geez, I, I am the wifey. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. You know, I want to one day have this this man who loves me so much enough to where he sees that I am worth marrying. Yeah. Not just, uh, yeah, I don't want to say what I was going to say, but not, you know what I mean? <laughs> not that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, so to kind of close this out, um, 
as married couples, I think you kind of touched on it, but like, no, we've been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what in your, I mean, cause you, you're, you're a counselor. So what do you see that we tend to forget the most as far as being married and what, what do we forget? What do we neglect the most as married couples and that we need to just, just stop doing that and continue to do, you know, whatever you're supposed to. You know what though? So it's like, so in coaching, in coaching, we can just, what we have seen when, when marriages are really struggling is they really tend to just lose sight of each other. Mm. You know, they allow things to, to get in the way. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's like a lot of other outside activities that don't include the spouse. Mm. Right. Um, it's neglect. Uh, sometimes, which that is obviously a form of neglect. Sometimes it's honestly just assuming that everything's okay and that you can keep doing what you're doing. And if what you're doing is go to work, come home and sit in a chair and grab a remote control and recline in your chair and you just watch TV and then, okay, you go to bed, you do it again and again and again. Mm. And before you know it, you know, weeks and months and years have gone by and it could be that the one person who's doing it, they just think it's okay while the other person is dying on the vine. So, um, we just, we see a great deal of, of neglect. And another one is also like financial issues, financial struggles can yeah. cause folks to, to really drift apart. Mm-hmm. Of course, infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than anything, honestly, just stop taking the time, you know, just really losing touch with each other mm-hmm. and getting caught up in that mundane. I'm just going to go to work and then I might come home or I might do a shortcut and not go home, but I'm going to hang out with the guys or I'm going to go over here and hang out with the girls and really just neglecting the relationship. Mm, yeah. And when that's, that happens long enough, oh my gosh. I hate the mundane. I hate the work yeah. week. I hate, the it's mundane. just like, yeah. for because every, yeah. that's why now with me and my wife, like we're taking more short trips as yes. opposed to the planning these big seven day, trips. 10 day, like, nope. Two days here, three That's days there. Right. Try to take at least two, three trips by herself. Yes. Per year. Yes. Um, like for instance, we just went on a couple's trip to San Francisco for two days. We got yeah. there Saturday morning. Uh-huh. Got back Monday morning or Monday mm-hmm. afternoon. Yeah. And it felt like you were like gone we, a week. Yeah. Yes. Like it, we isn't did, it amazing? Like, it we did so take... much in those two days. Because it's like when you have a shorter amount of time, right. you force yourself to kind of just do more and right. just get up and just make right. the most of it. Exactly. But like those two days was just, it was everything. It yeah. was, it was much needed. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just taking that time out is everything. And when you get yeah. back home, you kind of get back in the flow of things and work and kids and school right. and homework and all this other stuff. But, uh. And right now, Those too, for are... you guys, during the season in marriage mm-hmm. that you're in now, where you're mm-hmm. raising little kids, it's so crucial. It's so crucial to yeah. not lose touch with each other. Oh, yeah. You know, and to just keep it alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is actually right where sometimes couples start having a lot of problems, mm-hmm. right, when they're raising the kids because yeah. there's not enough. It's It can be difficult to find that time to spend together. But it's so important. I know when our kids were younger, we had, it was like 8 o'clock bedtime. It didn't matter whether it was Friday night, Saturday night. It didn't matter. You, <laughs> right. you are going to bed Yeah, it's over for y'all. Right? That's yeah. right. You're checking out. It's our time. And, we were, that's, and it was our time. And yeah. we held we held on to that, yeah. you know. Um, so it, it's so important that we don't neglect each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I enjoy that. Yeah, that eight o'clock, eight thirty, like it's, oh, yeah. it's over for you. It's over. Yeah. yeah. And when you if you train them that way for little kids, it's like they get accustomed to it. It's oh, not yeah. it's no fight. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know you're going to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's no getting up and down and checking in. No, no, you're you're good. Mm-hmm. You're going to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's we, we definitely go hard on that too. Because mm-hmm. we need our little time. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. Even if it's just an hour, mm-hmm. it's still it's your hour. Oh yeah. It's your hour. You know, I appreciate what you're saying about just the little getaways. I know that one of our favorite places to go is we happen to live in a part of the country where it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It really is. And there's a lot of little, you can drive an hour and be at like, like almost a mini resort. You know, oh, yeah. we, we really love um, Skamania, um, Skamania Lodge. I've heard about it. I've never, never been there. Oh, you got to go. I mean, we will go early in the morning and mm-hmm. just go early and we'll walk the trails and then we'll go and have, have lunch and then visit and it just, it just enjoy just that lodge. And mm-hmm. sometimes we've gone and stayed overnight. And honestly, we've gone probably more and spent the whole day. Where is that exactly? At Stevenson. It's like, kind of, it's in Washington mm-hmm. and it's pretty much, um, 
from Vancouver, it may be not more than maybe a 40-minute drive or so. Okay. Okay, it's along the gorge. Yeah. The gorge, and just the views are just breathtaking. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful. And I will say with the fires of the summer, um, it didn't affect the view. So it looks like the fires happen more, um, I guess, a little more south of that area where Mm. the the lodge sits. So it's really pretty. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Go and spend that day. That's right. (laughs) So take some trips, y'all. You know what I mean? If you got kids, make sure that bedtime is solid so you can have your little Netflix and chill time, you know, Uh, or whatever you do. (laughs) Me and my wife, we used to watch the, uh, well, we still kind of, but those reality shows, the... Mm -hmm. The Real Housewives and the Love and Hip Hop. And I was just like, you know what? This is too much negativity. I mean, I know we, babe, I know you love these shows. I can't do it no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we still find something to watch and right. just chill and right. curl up on the couch and, yeah, make the most of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we've had to limit our, our, our news. Uh, we won't even go down the politics oh, road. That's God. a whole other topic. But, yeah. but we just can't. We used to watch CNN a lot. Now it's like, I just can't just do it. Just get y'all mad just... and worked up. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so not good. Too much going on. Too much going on. Yeah. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. I hope you uh, heard some things that made you think about where you at personally and where you at with your relationships. And just, uh, man, you can play this back and just pick up on whatever good knowledge that you think you heard. Hopefully it was really good. What, what do you think, Linda? We, we touched on some good things tonight. Yeah, you know, I feel like we did. There's so much more. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always more, but I feel like we did okay. Yeah. Well, if you have any further questions, y'all, hit me up on uh, on Twitter at SXSNDLS, on Instagram at SXSNDLS. Um, you can hit hit up my personal Instagram, Emmanuel Since 85 That's S-I-N-C-E-85. Uh, Linda, is there any way people can get a hold of you? Are you on social media like that? You know what? Nowhere near to the extent that you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to have to go through you to get to me. <laughs> if you want to highlight Linda, you got a question for her, I'll shoot her a text. So Perfect. You hit me up and I'll relate a message, y'all. Um, but once again, I appreciate y'all for joining us here. This is Socks and Sandals where society, culture, history, and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all have a great wonderful, fantastic day. Grace and peace. Nike socks, Birkenstocks, oh what a faux pas, unmasked, unabashed, unashamed, uh, hit a voice set of unacclaimed, yeah, hit a voice set of unacclaimed, maybe that's a taboo, maybe it's a fab but maybe just in fact I was used to wearing bad shoes. Uh, Nike socks, Birkenstocks.